Hello and welcome to episode, I've forgotten already. 113. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 113 of the Yoga Life podcast. Uh, my name is Kevin. This podcast is brought to you by Movement Meditation with me. You can sign up online for a monthly fee, which is quite reasonable, I think. And you get a free week's trial to do hour-long classes and also audio meditations. And I'm going to be adding more 30-minute classes very soon. So like express classes as well. Today, I have with me... Uh, can I say your full name? Yeah. Okay, Kate, Kate Mooney, otherwise known as Kate Bakti. Um, Kate is, we've known each other for a while now on Instagram. This is our first time meeting in real life <laughs> and, and your first podcast, which is yeah. great. Um, Kate is an ex-party girl, wild child, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, found herself pregnant at a young age, uh, which eventually led her into the world of self-love, yoga and healing. Um Kate, welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, why? So we've chatted a little bit before you come here. Yeah. Um, and I never asked you this before, but why did you choose Bhakti as a style of yoga? Um, just at the time when I was getting really into yoga, I got really into Kirtan, mm. like hugely. And I just found that so, it just, I felt so connected to it. And I really felt like elevated my spirit, like everything. I just was like, yes, this is it. So for me, I kind of stuck with that yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just come a little bit closer oh, if you like. Yeah, it's all good. Um, if, because when we, when we were chatting um, before uh, on the phone and via text, um, you were saying that you, you came into yoga, but what's your... Uh, a, a while ago and when you um as you said when you had had your son mm. but what's your relationship like with yoga now compared to then um i was like super devoted to yoga for a really long time i still am but probably in a different way since this year has like really changed my life a lot not even just the coronavirus but even like um in february i lost my house and i lost everything that I owned me and my son we lost everything and um sorry I probably shouldn't have started talking about that so soon no no it's good no I think <laughs> I think that's um just to clarify that maybe if I can um when you say you lost your home your home burnt down right yeah it burnt down and like me and my dad and my family had spent three years building it so everything that I earned over the last three years had gone into this house and it burnt down tragically in February and after that happened I obviously I posted about it on Instagram after a few weeks like when I started to feel better about it I was like I'm always transparent on online so I'm just like this is what I'm going through I feel like shit just in case anyone was like where have you gone to because I kind of disappeared but um Mm. uh, I got in touch with a lot of my old teachers then as well and um I kind of felt like at the time obviously I was like really wounded so like every like they're they tried to give me advice being like well this is a really good lesson for you know like non-attachment and all this kind of stuff and like I know that's true but at the same time I was like oh fuck off like I don't need that right now <laughs> like I just need you to like ask me am I okay I don't need you to like sit in your guru throne and like give me a lesson about this I just treat me like a human not, I'm just not I'm not just your student I'm also a human and I'm a mother and you know this is tragic and people kept trying to find like the lesson in it and the reason why it happened and like what I can learn from it and what I can gain from it and I was just like this is just a tragedy like you don't have to try and fucking make this into some yoga thing or like some spirituality thing and even 
uh, away from yoga, like even in different like healings that I do, like with plant medicine and all that kind of different like ceremonies and stuff, even like some of the things that those people were saying to me were pissing me off as well. Because I was just like, stop trying to put a fucking positive vibes only spin on this because positive vibes only is so toxic and like especially I was so wounded when everyone was trying to give me this advice I was just like fuck off like positive vibes only is such a load of shit and it's actually can be detrimental for someone's mental health if they're like why can't I stop focusing on the bad or like why can't I focus on these positive vibes only because it's not real like for me anyway and I don't know if that's just because like like I have experienced so much darkness that the world has to offer so like I know that it exists and I'm not just about to be like no 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 everything's fine everything's fine because I know that it's not all the time you know so yeah I just kind of felt like so since then I've kind of taken a bit of a step back from a lot of my old teachers and I'm not as devoted to the practice as I was um I still practice but it's only like if I want to I'm not like beating myself up if I don't get up at half five to do like two hour practice I'm not um I'm not reading any yoga books I don't care (laughs) I'm not reading any philosophy books at the moment I I don't know if I ever will again like maybe I will but yeah I just found a lot of like that toxic kind of stuff happened like it, it just opened my eyes a lot to it and then after that happened the coronavirus happened so I had a lot of time to sit and think and kind of go over everything that had happened over the last few years like in my healing journey and not yeah like not even with yoga like with different kind of healings and different avenues that I went down and how how shit like a lot of it was and how much like wank a lot of it was and it just doesn't apply to me anymore and like even though like it didn't really apply to me then like not that I was ever like blind just being like yeah like you're right everything you say is right and like everything you say is gospel but like I was always fairly like no that's wrong and you shouldn't say that and like whatever that's hypocritical I was always like strong in myself but yeah just kind of the last few months I've definitely been an eye-opener for Mm. me about like stuff that I've experienced and in the healing world (laughs) yeah so (coughs) that that the phrase non-attachment yeah can be really misunderstood can't it Mm -hmm. I mean yeah your home yeah is your refuge yeah and it's somewhere that, as you said, there's three years of your life. I mean, I'm in a, a stage now where we are, we can't afford, well, I, I live in, as you can see, like a duplex, and we want to get a house. And it's it's a big, there's a lot of emotion tied into where you live. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, with the area you live, the, the, um, like if you have, especially if you're going to have a family, like does the, your kids have somewhere to play and yeah. and and it's your your space as well yeah. and i think that these gurus that you're talking about um now these are these are people that live in the for one of a better phrase but the east right yeah. okay so um i think sometimes you can't apply eastern philosophy to western life 100 percent. yeah absolutely agree <clears throat> it's and it's a bit um inconsiderate to do that as well yeah um uh, what advice did you get then that did help you? Um, I got like anyone in Ireland, like all the teachers, all the studios that I worked in in Ireland, like they were just like, they absolutely 
pulled through for me like Teresa Murphy Moore her mm-hmm. studio in Wicklow like she did so much for me and um, Avondale Retreat Helen and Avondale Retreat and then Paul and Claire in 360 Hot Yoga like they were so good and like everyone donated clothes for me and Noah I had n- like nothing like just I went to the gym and then whatever I came home in the gym that was all I had and Noah had just his uniform that he was in school with um, so we had nothing so everyone like was like here like it's okay and nobody tried to say like um nobody tried to give me a lesson or like it's just I I just find it really condescending and like really kind of patronizing being trying to like give me this lesson and I was like no there's like there doesn't have to be a lesson here it doesn't have to be you don't have to spin your yoga crap on me now like you know just like let me cry this fucking sucks like let me cry it's just tragic and I'll be fine yeah I'm not I'm not gonna die like I'm, I'm gonna be fine but don't try and don't try and minimise my pain to, like, a fucking Eckhart Tolle quote or something. Do you know what I mean? It's just, like, just fuck off and, like, let me cry. <laughs> so that's kind of, like, how I felt at the time. But, like, no, like, I didn't actually get any, like, advice that helped me. It was just people that I knew that were there that would, like, support me. Like, my boyfriend, like, Danny, he was so good to me after. I really leaned on him heavily after. And my friends, um, my family, obviously. But, yeah, nobody tried to offer me any advice and be like don't don't worry you know you'll get a new house one day don't cry like it's okay it's just a house it's like yeah that's where I thought yeah it's a house that's a big deal Mm. and like that like non-attachment thing um yeah people do kind of misconstrue that I suppose sometimes because I think like the non-attachment thing is you're supposed to value your um possessions and your objects and your clothes or whatever but you're not supposed to feel any happiness or sadness when they inevitably come and go because nothing lasts forever so if you get a new iphone you're not supposed to be like yes my life is complete because you're gonna fucking crack it it's gonna drop and it's gonna go down the toilet whatever so then if you don't give it that power to make you happy it doesn't have the power to make you sad when it's gone so like with that mm. kind of stuff i kind of like, i'm like yeah i get that like but um when you pour like three years of your life into something and it's like a house for you and your son because like I'm never going to get a mortgage like ever like I know that I'll never get a mortgage and I'm not gonna like pay money to a landlord you know I can't do that either I'm like with Noah so that was the kind of only option we had and it was amazing it was so nice it was so good so obviously I'm gonna be upset when it goes away and to try Mm. and tell me like practice on attachment and then you'll release your pain and all this kind of stuff i was like mm. <laughs> no what have you, what's your plan now then if you're like if you can't get a mortgage yeah. at home wise i'm just saving money now was it insured no no well no i'm not saying <laughs> no, i'm not saying you know when it comes to advice mm. and the whole all good vibes that type of thing yeah for me when people say things like everything happens for a reason I'm like, what you might as well said nothing yeah, it, it sounds like, it's worse than it saying is, anything. Yeah, yeah. or um and i think it's because we don't like to address things in life mm. that hurt us yeah and especially on social media it's um I, I i'm very suspicious of people that are always like sunshine and rainbows all the time think, mm, well. sh- show me how you who was it who said um show me how you're broken is it uh alain de botton I, I quote him a lot but he's the chap from the school of life mm. he's a like modern philosopher and he, one of his things that he'll say is sh- when you meet someone is like show me how you're broken yeah which is um an interesting way instead of saying how are you i'm fine how are you yeah fine. okay let's move on yeah yeah, yeah. 
And uh, and I think though to do that, it, one, it's quite awkward. Mm. It's it's fine now as we sit here looking at each other, and I can see like when you say something, I can see oh that you're hurt when you yeah, say that, yeah, yeah. or you have the certain body language. But when it's we're doing it through um, uh, online, often people just want to be like, look, I don't want to talk about the dark stuff. Yeah. I just want to keep everything upbeat because yeah. it makes me seem like I'm. Um, I've got it together. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, I we know, bitch. You don't. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so true. Um, <clears throat> and actually, this brings me on to the a term that I'm not actually that familiar with, but I heard of before. Yeah. Um, is shadow banning, oh, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, often if you if you I notice when I put up, I did I did this workshop the other day, mm. and it was um, advising people who are yoga teachers how to use instagram and yeah. and what kind of content is popular yeah and on my uh my most popular pictures the top three are me and rachel and it's either we got engaged or the baby picture yeah. or whatever um it, all that stuff but anything that's like slightly dark is like not liked at all yeah. you know oh yeah. uh, people just like i'm gonna avoid that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if i the, you don't want to bring stuff like that up but yeah. i've never been and i've actually lost a lot of followers recently yeah. like i lost like seven eight hundred something like that um and i think i i've got theories as to why that is but um wh why firstly would you mind explaining i know you're not a spokesperson for instagram but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. what what is shadow banning so shadow banning is basically when instagram punish you for posting stuff that they don't agree with or like people have uh reported your pictures or complained about you or um something like that i'm not 100 percent sure it's something like that so i i'm i think i'm shadow banned now like i my page always fluctuates between being shadow banned and not being shadow banned so if you are shadow banned it means that they will only show your picture to people who follow you, but then they'll make it like a really small audience. So when I'm shadow banned, my picture gets shown to maybe 10,000 people. So when I'm not shadow banned, my picture could get shown to 100,000 people. And then those, like it, it like pushes it into the explore page and it makes it go viral. So you'll get new followers. So if you're shadow banned, it's really hard to grow your page because they're not showing it to anyone. They're only showing your, your content to people who, who follow you already. Mm. So you're not going to grow. So I've, I think I've been shadow banned for like five or six months now. But yeah, I don't really care because it's like the people that I have now, like they know me and like I have all the dark people. So it's fine if I talk about dark things. People are like, yes, <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> they don't leave me. <laughs> so they know already, like I haven't pretended to be a love and light warrior or whatever. Like, so they don't like, they don't have, they don't leave me. So yeah, I think um with the, we, we spoke about that, about like being authentic on Instagram and stuff. And like when you're someone like me or you we have to promote ourselves like we have to push our content to like bring people in and that's kind of how we make money I suppose and it's how we get new customers or whatever um I think being authentic you have to like you absolutely have to even if it's yeah even if it's not a popular opinion and I remember even um like I obviously started Instagram and I posted like mostly yoga content and then I remember the first time I I uh, posted something it was like a meme about acid and people were like oh you take drugs and I was like yeah like look at me of course I take drugs um like <laughs> is that that surprising so yeah so it was like things like that I was like and then obviously I would lose followers because they're like oh she's taking acid like she's a fucking whatever so I was like I always have to make sure that I'm open about like everything so that I don't have to like narrowly squeeze in between 
mm-hmm. just like in down like one lane to make sure everyone is happy you know so do, do you know when someone has reported you or flagged your content do you get notified um it depends because instagram will i i've had a f- couple of pictures removed i had a picture removed last year um because this my elbow tattoo was in it the swastika was in it and then they reported it and because i hadn't appealed it because you can appeal it and say um oh it's a religious symbol or it's like it's not anything it's not a, a, a hatred symbol or whatever they say so i didn't re- appeal it because i didn't care so they were like we're deleting it so i was like fine like go ahead and then I got something else deleted last year I think I was um it was a picture of my back and my bum tattoo and I think there was like a tiny bit of nipple under my arm and then people reported that because I was naked or whatever so that got deleted so when when that happens yeah the users have to physically report it they actually have to or do Instagram yeah. take, take no no I think they they oh. rep- I think people reported I'm not 100% sure who reports a nipple lots of people and then you can, I even put like um I put a girl up in my stories it was like she had a flower on her vagina and then her nipples it was like a mother and she, i think she was like was she like breastfeeding or something and she had she was like breastfeeding her daughter and there was like milk dripping down her nipple and it was up for like five minutes and then instagram were like oh, uh, oh and then mm. someone someone reported it and i'm just like oh like what is art and what is pornography that's the, that's the, the line, line isn't it like yeah and i'm trying to explain this as well to people about um like nudity isn't like inherently like sexual you could have a picture of a girl completely naked and she's just like lying down and she's not sexual she's like whatever she's just lying down and then you can have a picture of someone who's fully dressed being extremely sexual and being like oh they're clearly trying to you know um they're clearly trying to get that sexual response from people they're trying to like get that reaction but then the girl who's totally naked is like no leave me alone i Mm. don't want to make you come like i'm just lying here leave me alone (laughs) you know so i don't think nudity goes hand in hand with being sexy or pornographic or whatever i suppose they have to have a line and that line is the nipple yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah the poor nipples just yeah. The nipple, yeah. a line of nipples um if it, but men can show their nipples right yeah. and then how do they distinguish what's a man or a woman sometimes maybe they could have like someone a bloke yeah. well you know uh it, it, like and so therefore instagram are not making that decision because it may sound like <clears throat> just to be clear it may sound like we're being trivial here but yeah you're saying shadow band, right? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, shadow band is that um, new people can't find your content. Yep. You've got to re- realize if you're a yoga teacher or you rely on Instagram, I've got to do a big cough. You need to, I don't know what you need to do. <clears throat> if you need to. <laughs> do you like cut this? Is it all like one thing or do you? It's not us? edited, no. Oh, right, okay. No, um, so. If you're a yoga teacher, you are, um, or you rely on Instagram to yeah. to get people um, interested in you. Like being shadow banned is a massive deal. Yeah, you like deal. you yeah. got say like you got a mortgage to pay, you got kids to feed, or whatever. Yeah. It, that's the weird thing about this thing of all oh, right, I'm a yoga teacher, and you also sometimes we don't realize that that's the job as well. Like you know, yeah. and you could be the only person in your household that makes the money. Yeah. And if Instagram shadow ban you and you've got no way of growing it, you have no studios that you can that you're yeah. you're working with, especially as it is now. Yeah. And it's just all you. Mm. This is a huge deal. It's a, it's huge, a huge deal. deal. Yeah. Uh, like um. And therefore, you're trying to express yourself and uh, be as authentic as possible. And yet people are reporting you for, say, like the swastika. Mm. So the swastika, I can see that now. Yeah. And it's um, it's not at all. You can clearly see the difference between that and what the, the Nazis yeah. used. Um, and uh, would you mind explaining? Now, I don't actually know the link between 
why the Nazis adopted the swastika. I actually don't either. You I asked don't... me on the phone and I didn't even look it up. I looked. Yeah. It, I actually looked it up and yeah. then I didn't read all of the article mm. because I was... Because to be honest, I don't really care. I mean, yeah, why, why, yeah. the reason why they adopted it is not that important. What yeah. is more important is the origins of it and why yeah. you why you hear of it. So, would you mind explaining? Yeah. So it's basically, I think it's like um, <clears throat> fifteen thousand year old symbol. And um, if you go to like India, Nepal, or whatever, like and Tibet, like it's everywhere. You can buy like t shirts with swastikas on them, and like no one cared at all that I had that. Like no one asked me at all because everyone over there was just like, yeah, cool. Like that's everywhere, and it's like a good luck symbol, like for. Um, uh, prosperity and stuff so in the shops like they'll have it hanging up as a way to bring in like fortune and luck into their shop so mm. I actually um there's a huge movement online with lots of like tattooers because a lot of tattooers have it um tattooed on them and they like tattoo the, tattoo it and stuff so there's like a huge mo- movement over the last like for a long time to like reclaim it back off the Nazis because but like most people don't know that and like you Absolutely. know yeah like they don't know that and they just see a swastika and they're like oh she's a nazi but it's like <laughs> i'm definitely not a nazi but yeah. um i have been thinking of getting it covered up just because um i've had to explain so many times to people like what it means and i'm not racist or like i'm not a hitler girl or whatever but um and it's it's i don't care enough about it to talk about it all the time or to like make that my life's purpose to have to explain that to people all the time you know even like when i'm in the gym and i'm like i can see people and they're like because oh, it's like a 22 year old girl who's never heard of uh like jane swastika or like hinduism or whatever like she doesn't know anything about it so she's just looking at me thinking that i'm racist and i'm like no i'm not racist but you mm. know so i don't want people thinking that about me isn't that a shame though it is a shame yeah <coughs> it is a shame but it's reality you know <clears throat> like someone wouldn't look into it but, but mind yeah. you it's hard to look into it. i mean most yeah. people can't can't even spell swastika yeah and as you said <clears throat> every time that you feel like someone is judging you yeah Every time you feel like someone is looking at you, mm. <clears throat> you have to then uh, just be self-conscious about it. Yeah. And as you said, is is the juice worth the squeeze or whatever you want? Is yeah. it worth? Is it worth it? Yeah. Um. And actually, this is what I want. Another thing I wanted to ask ask you about is the the whole topic of judgment, yeah. because um. I've seen from looking at your stuff online that you uh, people say certain things. Certain things. Now let's be clear you have a big following mm. uh you have a lot of a huge a huge amount of engagement yeah and uh following is one thing that's fine but it's really your engagement that counts yeah how how interested are people in you as a person and what you have to say and do you yeah. engage with them that's the most important thing and you yeah. have, like i see when you do a post it gets like hundreds of comments yeah it's crazy i'll get like one or two <laughs> but, yeah but um, depends what i post though yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i was in my underwear for that picture so i probably draw drew in more attention oh i did yeah i, I was <laughs> yeah. looking as a few yeah fellas chancing their arm yeah. <laughs> just like, never gonna happen i know yeah that, <laughs> so, like, um, yeah anyway yeah. um but so but but when it like what if you, and so let's be clear yeah. a lot of people really like your stuff yeah but there's always going to be a minority always that, are, that are, mm-hmm. are allowed to express their opinion mm-hmm. um what kind of things do they get outraged about or criticize you about oh god everything (laughs) (laughs) everything um i used to get loads of hate when i was um when i had dreads because people were like you're culture appropriating and like um even just doing yoga i could get people saying that and then um one of my posts got shared by like a really big 
tattoo page it's like the biggest tattoo magazine in the world like they shared one of my pictures last year and I was like cool but then that brought in so much hate um so I was like oh maybe it's not that good to be like so exposed you know because you're just like inviting in all sorts of shit but um uh, what else do people not like about me? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, they d- uh, someone called me a shit mom um, last week or the week before because I posted a picture with Noah and I was like, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom because I think that was a quote from Mean Girls or something. And um, someone replied and they're like, You're not a cool mom, you're a disgrace. So like, why? Oh, I don't know. I don't care. Like, I honestly don't give a shit. Um, and it's kind of when I started. Uh, Instagram or when I when I started getting like popular on Instagram and I was getting like attention or I was getting like messages or whatever I always um I never took any of the compliments very seriously so like people are like oh you're gorgeous or whatever and I never take that seriously I don't hold any value in that really so the criticism doesn't hold any value either I don't care like I'm just I'm I am quite unattached to like the Instagram I use it because it's really fun mostly and I use it for like work and that kind of stuff but I don't find any like validation on it at all so if someone wants to call me a shit mom if someone wants to say I'm the spawn of the devil like if someone wants to say whatever they want to say about me I honestly don't mind like it's fine I just I, I kind of find it kind of funny like I thought it was funny that she called me a disgrace because I think my dad called me that a couple of times when I was a teenager um <laughs> so it was kind of funny <laughs> like I deserved it like I definitely deserved it I was being disgraceful when I was a teenager but it just it was so funny because I clicked onto her page and she's like this um I don't know like 50 year old like Irish woman and stuff and I was just like you know maybe you think I'm a disgrace but I don't go around like insulting people or you Mm. know like that's kind of disgraceful for me in my opinion you know not posting a picture on the beach with my child that's not disgraceful and I'm like why do you follow me then like why if you think I'm so nasty like why do you follow me you don't have to so yeah I just don't really hold much I don't care how do you do you reply back do I reply back to no, stuff like that? No, not really. I don't really go into my DMs anymore. I stopped a couple of months ago. Um, and I'm just like, email me if it's anything like business related or anything like whatever. You can email me. But sometimes I do. But no, not really. But now that is easier said than done. Yeah. Because. Not engaging with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got you got your phone, right? And it becomes like an extension of you. I am addicted to my phone. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's the like, uh, I was saying, well, we were out with, climb with Ben Forsyth yesterday. Mm. And he said the same, like he's, you know, we're both, I think a lot of people are. <clears throat> and um, so therefore, when someone's writing something about you, mm. <clears throat> you're tempted to be like, Oh, defend yourself you, you're like, you, you, you wake yeah. up at three in the morning and be like oh I thought of a great reply I'm going to say this <laughs> yeah, to them yeah, and yeah. when I say this it's going to they'll know they'll all see yeah exactly uh, yeah it's kind of like that and, and then you you get up and you know, and you're kind of live. I found myself in a, um, a cycle of uh, thinking like why did they say that and blah, blah, blah. so sometimes most of the time mm. right it's just recreational outrage yeah. like like i'm looking on something online to get pissed off about like oh i yeah. see a nipple right this is my time to shine i'm <laughs> gonna yeah. slut, yeah. uh, or they see something it's like i want to uh, i want to do that but i uh, what i'm trying to do now mm. right is i'll get a say a comment mm-hmm. very rarely but one that will criticize me or something and i'll do the same i'll look at their content and i'll look at them and see like do they look like someone who's had a track record of this yeah. are they always attacking other people yeah 
And then, and if they're not, if there's someone that seems like, oh, they seem fairly well balanced. Yeah. They, they're very, they allow themselves to be vulnerable. They seem mm. very authentic. And they gen- generally seem like someone who has a constructive life. Yeah. Um, I'll think to myself, what, is there truth in what they've said? You know, as in like, is there something I can work, uh, work yeah. from this? So have you ha- ever had an occasion um, where someone has said something to you? Yeah. And initially you were like, fuck off, <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, and then you actually seen what they were saying and mm-hmm. it ended up even as a, you became like friends? Um, or you took their criticism? Or just tell them to fuck off? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, uh, one girl did message me um, about a year ago. She obviously came across my Instagram and um, she was like, oh, I think you're real hypocritical because um, I knew you back in the day and like you weren't like you were you said something mean to me or you were really mean. Um, I, can't, I can't remember. Like I was probably off my head. Like, so I can't remember. I don't even remember meeting her. Um, but she she remembered meeting me. And um, when I first saw the message, I was like, that was like 10 years ago like whatever and then like that was my like I'm not even that person anymore so grow up or like get over it or whatever like that was my initial thing but then I did message her back and I was like I'm really sorry like whenever if if you met me outside the Mez and Temple Bar that was obviously like 12 13 years ago like I was a totally different person I was really unhappy I was taking all the drugs I was just like super depressed um obviously whatever I said to you I meant that about myself because I just wasn't happy so you were just my target that whatever I can't remember I was like I insulted her or I um I can't remember but um yeah and like I definitely did there was no way that I was going to be like no that wasn't me because I was absolutely such a bitch back in the day I was just such a reckless like mess so I I don't remember what I said or I don't remember what I did but I definitely believe her so I did apologize to her for that and like now we we still talk on Instagram and she mm. um she actually has her own like struggles and stuff now so she kind of wanted to get into yoga to try and help herself so that was the, that's the only time I can think that um I listened to someone mm. and I was like all right sorry but uh, that was kind of more like apologizing for something that was from a long time ago but mm. I can't think of anything that someone has said to me on Instagram that I someone that I don't know um that I was like oh you're right yeah um mm. no I can't think of anything because I'm really trying to um, develop and 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 learn, but there are there again there is that line where you're like, no, do you know what you're you're attacking me for personal reasons now? Yeah. Uh, and when you're being attacked for personal reasons, there's nothing you can say. Like if the person won't uh, forgive you for saying something yeah. that you regret, then what else can you do? Uh, yeah. But it but if they sometimes like if I'll run things by Rachel and go Rachel this person said that and then all my sister for example and mm. they're like well Kev you can be a little bit like that sometimes yeah then then that's when, because the difference is they, they know you exactly yeah, they, they know, know, you. They know like, your, your character yeah like someone's judging you by like an Instagram caption or by a story that you posted or whatever it's kind of like like uh, you're just seeing this like 10 seconds that I'm offering you you know you don't see mm. the 24 hours the other 24 hours you don't you don't actually know me and that's like the thing people yeah people are like very judgmental online but um I just I just wouldn't really get involved I don't really care like if someone wants to comment saying that um whatever like I don't, I don't really know like what what people would insult me about but like if someone insults me I'm just gonna okay like whatever mm. but I suppose I'm not as reliant on it as you because I'm not doing zoom and I'm not doing like podcasts and stuff so mm-hmm. if i lose followers it's not that big of a deal you that's know? that's so the thing w- w- your attitude o- online is quite admirable because yeah. you're 
bit like, well, I've got nothing. To, not not saying you've got nothing to lose, but you're not no, relying no, upon no, it. No, yeah. You know, you're you're a mother, and um, and actually, do you are you going to teach yoga again, or are you teaching yeah. it at all? What's I'm the, not what's teaching the at the there? moment. Um, the the classes in Wicklow aren't happening at the moment, and the studio isn't opened yet. The three sixty hot yoga hasn't opened yet, so yeah. And I haven't done any online stuff at all. I really just kind of haven't done anything i definitely do want to teach again like i love teaching i absolutely love teaching but i've never relied on it as my like bread and butter it's always mm. just been a couple of classes a week so i d- i don't want to teach like 15 20 classes a week because then it's just like you're just regurgitating information you're not even there like i don't know i've never done that so i don't know actually what that's like um to teach that many classes i just know from like my friends that teach they kind of lose their fire a little bit because yeah. they're just kind of like burnt out and they're like, oh, I have to teach three fucking vinyasa flows in a row. And then by the by, like halfway through the second one, you're like, fuck this. Like, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> so I really like teaching three or four classes a week and like giving them everything. You know, I'm like, I'm here. I love this. I'm with yeah. you. Like, I believe everything I'm saying. I'm doing it with you. Like, we're here together. I don't think I could do that four or five times a day. Yeah. You know, so. And I don't I don't think m- most people can't. I think it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible to be. You can't maintain that like. Yeah. To maintain that yeah. exactly. Yeah. What what so you do the um what else do you do then? Because now I'm maybe pronounce it. Is it hand poke? Hand poke. It's so fancy. Hand poke. I'll say the French version, but go on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's basically hand poke. Yeah, so it's basically just tattooing, but without the machine. I should have googled that. Yeah, I should have got on the Google pronunciation. It's, fine. it's basically exactly what it says on the tin. Like it's just poking, poke, 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 poke. But it's yeah. a permanent. Yeah, so it's yeah. hand tattoos. Yeah, they're hand poke. Those ones there. Okay, but they're on your hand, but that doesn't mean they. But they could be anywhere in your body. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Hand poke just means you're doing it with your hand. Hand <laughs> poke. Hand poke. Sorry. Hand poke. <laughs> sorry. I actually Embarrass yourself once. I thought I'd do it again. Yeah. No, I like it. It's cool. Yeah. So hand you poke. can do it anywhere. The same. The same that um you would do a regular tattoo. It just takes a lot longer because obviously the machine is like dragging. It's like making the needle poke itself like thousands of times. So like, you're doing it yourself with your hand. You're poking yeah, people yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have oh. a machine. You have just like a needle wrapped up, and then you just like dip it into the ink, and it takes it takes a long time, but. Yeah. So what else do you do then? That um I used to have an Etsy shop. That was like my main source of income. Etsy. Oh yeah. cool. And um What'd you make on that? Uh dreadlock extensions and like jewelry. Oh yeah, and I stuff. remember that actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was doing that for years and I lost that business like when I lost my house because everything was obviously in the all my materials and all like thousands of euro worth of like raw materials were in the house. And I had to um yeah, that was like devastating as well because that was like my main source of income. And then oh because I'm a mom, I like the the more money I can earn from home, the better. Because if I have to leave, I like I don't have anyone to mind know for me basically like full time. So if I, I need to work from home or like the more I can work from home, the better. So that's what I was doing for the last couple of years. So I lost that in February as well. And then like straight after that, the coronavirus happened. So everything was just like, Mer. yeah, so it's just been a bit of a... So, because I I was thinking of doing this myself, like buying yeah. building it. Like if we eventually can afford a house, um, it has a garden mm. to build something in the back. So, did you have like was it like a big like a log cabin type style? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, it was like a two bedroom. Oh, sorry, it was like a two bedroom. Um, I can't remember like the dimensions of it, but um, it was like a huge living space kitchen, and then two bedrooms in the back, and then two ensuites, and then over the bedrooms there was like a mezzanine kind of thing mm-hmm. with a ladder that my son had his like PlayStation and games and stuff in, so it was like, like a house, like a proper house. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then yeah, that's the thing you had. It's just not just the house; it's the fact that you had a business already going yeah, there. Yeah. Could you yeah. get that going again? Oh, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I was thinking about doing something similar, but I can't. I can't go back. I don't know if I should say this, but like I can't go back on Etsy because when my house burnt down, um, I lost all the raw materials that I needed, and they're like really expensive. And I had a couple. I had a lot of orders that had been fulfilled or that hadn't been fulfilled sorry so that people had paid me already and I had used that money to buy this hair and to buy the materials and then lost everything so there was like a couple grand needed to be reimbursed to the customers so Etsy reimbursed them on my behalf Ah. so if I ever went back on Etsy I'd have to pay that bill first Mm. and I'm I don't know if it's worth it like I actually just don't know if it's worth it right now because I didn't really enjoy it to be honest like Mm -hmm. I didn't really enjoy it it was just like I'm really good at it and it was a good way to make money and it was a good way to make money from home so yeah. I was just doing it to for money I wasn't doing it because I, I love doing it so yeah I'm not sure if I if it would be worth it because I'd have to like take out a loan to pay back that bill and then I'm like waiting to build up my shop again because my shop was ranked really high because I'd been doing it for so long and I had so many good reviews so it took a really long time to like get up that high so I think if I started now I'd be waiting like a really long time and I just don't know if it's worth it yeah how do you look after your mental health <laughs> um seriously yeah um i don't know <laughs> um no, I'm, i mean you yeah. specifically i don't mean how does one yeah like advice or whatever um no not advice how no, do you do it how I'm, do i do it yeah. i think um like i definitely like when i was a teenager i definitely was like not well like at all like not at all i was so unhappy and um then um when I got pregnant it was like the first time ever that I was like I have to care about myself like I I can't just want to die anymore you know like I have to I have to be here for this baby and um then um I moved back uh, I moved to Wicklow my parents had moved to Wicklow a couple of years before I had Noah so I moved in with them and that kind of um my friend I got introduced to this girl Maureen and um, we're still like best friends and she introduced me to the idea of self-love like this was years ago like no I was only a baby and I had never um heard that phrase before I'd never even considered the fact that um I don't have to think that I'm a piece of shit all the time you know I like that's just that was just my internal dialogue for years that I was just like a horrible person and I wasn't worth anything and whatever and then when I heard her talking about it and it was like I was just like what whoa that's so cool and then I like really started researching it that's when I got into yoga and then that's when I started doing like ayahuasca and like all these kind of other healing things and um so that's kind of how I had been looking after my mental health for like the last couple of years doing like different retreats doing different ceremonies lots of yoga but I like now I kind of feel like I'm at a place where I do feel really strong and probably um people might think that I'm like really negative or like I'm really um dark or something but I'm actually I am actually really happy as a like I am a happy a happy person um yeah so I think now I'm kind of at a place where I do feel really strong and I do feel really um I don't I don't feel like much can like fuck with me you know because I'm like I've seen it all I've been through it all like I know what works I know what doesn't work so um yeah like mental health now lots of orgasms have helped (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's like recently I've just been like yeah that's yeah that's been going really well (laughs) and I I find that almost like the same 
way that like when like we I first started chanting and I was like chanting and chanting and chanting and like at the time I was celibate and um I was trying like lots of like kundalini yoga I was trying to like really like pull the energy up and um yeah I did I found that quite like um I found that like quite an intense experience back then that's why I was so into it and now I'm like I don't really need that anymore you know I'm ready to like I'm ready to drop all of these things that I've kind of like used as a crutch more than anything um and yeah I I don't know I'm just like ready to drop what doesn't belong anymore and then just kind of like stand strong in myself and to be like this just because I do yoga doesn't mean that I I will fucking like carry all these crosses up the hill you know what I mean like I'm I'm Mm. like you don't have to look too far into yoga to see the abuse and the you know the predators and stuff so yeah so it's yeah it's just kind of like this weird thing where like you you were in this world but we don't have to agree with everything we don't have to take everything on board and we don't have to push everything and we don't have to accept everything we can be like this I agree with this but I don't agree with this so I'm gonna like drop that so at the moment I'm not doing any meditations and before I would have like relied heavily on them for like mental health reasons I'm not doing any breath work (laughs) I'm not doing any sadness I'm not doing any um traditional practices that I usually would have done um I go to the gym a lot and I really find that that helps me like I'm building loads of muscles and I'm getting like stronger and I think that's kind of more what I'm focusing on now rather than bending myself into infinity you know (laughs) Um, because I know that I can do that if I want to but uh yeah I don't I don't know I haven't really been thinking I've done a bit of therapy this year um to deal with like the loss of my house because um I thought I was like over it and then it would like it was just just grief it's just like another grief isn't it like um so I'm like oh I'm fine everything's fine and then when the coronavirus happened I'm back with my parents now obviously super grateful that they have room for me and Noah and stuff but the whole time the lockdown was on I was like this would be fucking amazing if I was in my house like I'd love to be locked down in my like cabin um it was a bit of a pain in the ass being locked down obviously in my parents house but uh and like everything now whenever I'm like going through like a little bit of a rough spot or like a little bit of um I'd be like, this would be fine if I was in my house. Like, this actually wouldn't bother me if I was in my house. <laughs> so, like, that's obviously not good either. So I, I had, I did a little bit of therapy to kind of like let go of that. The kind of like, what if or like I should be, you know, that kind of mentality isn't going to help me. But um, yeah, I think I've moved a little bit away from like the holistic stuff, and I'm, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I actually don't know what I'm doing for my mental health. <laughs> what do you? Well, do? it's working. Uh, what, what do I do? Yeah. No one ever asked me questions. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, what do I do? Um, yeah. Well, I know it's not talked about a lot, but yeah. sex is important. It's so important. <laughs> yeah. It is. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know how much to say because obviously it's Rachel is involved. So in this, good. But, 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 you know, we, we still have a very healthy sex yeah, life and yeah, she's yeah. eight months pregnant. Mm. And uh, I don't know if they'll get backlash for that. But um, uh, she's, I mean, Rach is the healthiest looking pregnant lady i've ever seen yeah uh she's eight months pregnant and she yeah. ruined the, ruined the gym yesterday mm. and she was lifting weights in the gym yeah. i took her through like a very light workout in the hotel gym yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm not the only person that when they go on holiday i still go like to the gym yeah, in the morning yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. but but um but yeah uh i feel like i feel my happiest when i'm very strong yeah very very uh, uh and that may, it may sound very f- futile but or not futile sorry, um 
kind of not I realise now how hard it is to talk on these when someone asks you a question <laughs> now I appreciate how hard it is to find out you're like oh I've got a question Fuck, I was wondering yeah, what yeah, you yeah. think like, <laughs> now I can really yeah. sympathise um, yeah. but one like we were away in our it was our her birthday mm. on Monday we went away to a hotel and uh get to the hotel and I just like picked her up you know like kind of fireman's ca- not fireman's carry um gentleman what's that what's the what, you know when you pick like some, a swoop like this I swooped her up yeah, basically yeah, yeah. and I'm like if I didn't lift weights if I didn't do deadlifts pick heavy yeah. things off the floor I wouldn't be able to pick her H up yeah and yeah. she loves it when I pick her up yeah you know, especially because yeah, yeah. she's pregnant as well yeah. so I picked her up and I carried her for a little bit and I'm like I feel good you know that yeah. I'm like a strong man yeah. as it were I know it sounds yeah. very archetypal but um I think with archetypes, there is there are there are they are archetypes for mm. a reason. There is some universal truth, truth in, the, yeah. in them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so being strong is one. Uh, yeah. Being physically able, um, and definitely noticing how much I use my phone, yeah. or I'm more so what I choose to interact with. Yeah. And um, trying to get out of uh, echo chambers, like mm. I, I trying to reinforce your own ideas, is very destructive. When you have you believe something and all you do is read more about that certain topic to 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 just reassure yourself that you're right mm. that's bad yeah. so and actually you said something there while you were talking about carrying crosses up yeah up a uh, hill beware of those you can't question yeah and that doesn't have to be a guru that could be anyone if you can't question something mm. it's dangerous because it means that it's uh it can't be discussed yeah and you really have to examine so when i when i was in korea and i did mm. a thing where a retreat where we lived like monks mm. and um the whole lifestyle like a monk and i remember the 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 chief the main monk the main monk at, at the top <laughs> and he was just like this is the way it is we're doing this mm. and there was like no negotiation yeah. and yeah. I, I thought fuck you yeah you know, how dare you yeah. you know you know nothing about me yeah and yet you want me to shave my head and live a certain way like i have to it's almost like being in the army we're going to strip mm. away your character yeah. and you have to follow everything i say because i know better i don't give a shit if it was written ten thousand years yeah. ago on a piece of paper yeah I, Oh, I, I, I it think, doesn't apply to me today like, no it doesn't apply to me yeah, today. and yeah. also as well I think intuitively as humans we know often what's right and what's wrong mm-hmm. uh, and definitely what, hopefully what's right for us if we you don't have to meditate to do that no. you could just be an introspective person yeah where someone says something to you and you're like hmm how what could I have done differently there yeah or how, how can I take accountability yeah. for the situation yeah whereas um, instead of looking to someone who knows it all and you're just uh, following what they say, mm. th- there's no growth there. No. Um, so, f- yeah, for my mental health, to be strong, to yeah. eat, eat well, sleeping a lot. Yeah. I started napping now in the Lots afternoons. Amazing. <laughs> Life-changing. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I, I um, My routine used to be get up, have a coffee, mm. straight on the computer, trying to keep this momentum that I've built. Yeah. Instead, now I wake up and in my diary every day is have a nap. Mm. That's actually like a, like I've got scheduled a me- in, yeah, 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 like a meeting. Yeah, uh, and I don't drink coffee in the morning. I'll have it mm. sometimes, maybe half a shot in the afternoon. Yeah. If I'm feeling a bit racy. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> <A bit> spicy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, but that has uh, hugely helped me. Um, and uh, yeah, and and there's no X. <laughs> 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 uh, the, the SEX yeah. but, um, 
but the, the, these are things that like it, it's considered kind of a taboo topic to talk about that and especially like people may see you as oh you're a mother and mm. you know you're talking about orgasms mm. but that that's the thing is let, let's actually draw a line between sex and pleasure or, yeah. or even even um like you shouldn't be having sex just to have kids no. In case you're from like the 1950s, listen to yeah. this. <laughs> Don't do that, guys. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, no, definitely um, not. Like, but um, but yeah. So it's probably a, a, like an Irish thing as well. Like we're so um, that Catholic shame, that Catholic guilt that's like been like instilled into obviously not like my generation, but like yeah. my even my parents' generation. Like they would have been. Um, yeah, I think my mum got pregnant when she was like really young and they had to get married before the baby was born and stuff. And like that, that just sounds outrageous to me now, yeah. you know. Um, my mum was saying the other day that they had to go to the priest when they, when, I, when my sister was, when they were pregnant for my, when my mum was pregnant with my sister, mm. they had to go to the priest to get a pardon for being like, sorry, we had sex. Whoops. <laughs> and I think they were actually married, but they still had to be what? like. Maybe, maybe I misheard that. But either way, that to go to the priest yeah. and say ask for forgiveness mm. for having a baby, and um, and by by the way, it may sound like you know we're kind of slagging off yoga. By the way, but but I think it's <laughs> yeah. important to like again be wary of anything or anyone yeah. you cannot question. Totally, I totally agree with actually um what you said there when you were in Korea and stuff because um <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I was in. I don't want to say too much. Like I, I don't want to like call anyone out or whatever. So I'm just be careful what I say. But I was in a um commune ashram, whatever you want to call it, with um like Osho people. It was like an Osho commune, and um the people were so blindly devoted to Osho. And like when I, while I was there, I was like, I'll I'll do I'll get involved with everything, and I'll do the meditations and I'll do all the morning crap, whatever. And then, but they were so. I, and I read a few of his books when I was there. Um. He, I don't think he's actually ever written any books. It was people just transcribing his like speeches because he used to just like blah 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 talk 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 talk. And um, obviously some of what he said was great, and then some of what he said was a bit like what. But um, I found so many contradictions in his books, and I brought it to one of the swamis, and I was like, but in this book it says this, and then like two years later he wrote this book, and it says this, black and white, like apples oranges, like there was no way of like making a middle ground. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were like don't question Osho like and they, they were really like pissed off at me and um and then another time I in the same place with a different Swami uh I was talking to him about something and um I can't remember what we were talking about but he it was so annoying actually when I look back on it because like no matter what we spoke about they'd be like oh this great quote from Osho and I was like I don't care what Osho said I'm asking you like do you have an opinion like do you have a personality like do you have anything to input like not just some um like regurgitated information that you've saved over the years of training but I can't remember anyway he quoted me something Osho and I said oh that sounds something that sounds like something that um ramdas said and he was like not ramdas don't you dare like talk about ramdas here and i was like oh fuck this <laughs> so um yeah no i totally agree with what you're saying about like people like if if they're that like they know everything and they can't have their like they're, they're not up for being questioned or they're not mm. up for being even not even questioned just like people have the right to um delve deeper and to yeah mm. to question and be like well why tell me why you want me to shave my head but like why how mm. is that going to make me a better person you know i think so. we have a religious impulse in us mm. and that is that we want to believe there's something bigger than us yeah. we wanted some of the times we want we don't want all to take all the accountability yeah. like if you fuck up something bad happens yeah. you're like was it my fault or was it god or whoever's mm. reckoning and yeah. also can my life get better can i accept myself more if someone 
I see who's above me can give me that yeah. acceptance. Um, and I, I think sometimes it, it's questioning things can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I was having this discussion actually with um, someone yesterday about, and this is slightly off topic, but it does go go around like worship and uh, it does it is on the subject of worship, yeah. but essentially it's about the removal of statues yeah. from um, public places. So in the Shelburne is a very posh hotel here in Dublin. And I think it might be a five-star hotel. It's right in the city center. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard about this, but they removed statues from outside of it. The statues were depicted uh, poor people, maybe slaves, um, uh, like holding up a lantern, I think, for wealthy people. And so they removed it um, as a protest to be like, you know, we don't support this and it's outside a hotel. But they, what they didn't realize was that they didn't, own those statues the actual council did yeah. so now they have to get them put back okay. right yeah. so to pay them put them back but i started talking to someone very close to me about this about like uh should we be removing statues and the point they made which was quite interesting was there's a, a book here we have a call here called sapiens this book about it's a basically a brief history of humankind mm. it's about us humans and one of the things that the author says is that we will look back in a hundred years and we will say the way we treat animals now mm-hmm. is similar to how slaves were treated 200 years ago. Yeah. We are treating them like they're not beings they're be- and they're being slaughtered and t- terribly t- treated. And admittedly, I, I do eat meat, yeah. but myself and Rach, we try to source it from organic farms. And as, yeah, as, as, you do as, your best. As, we do yeah, our best, exactly. Yeah. Um, but and the point this person made was in 100 years or 50 years, are they going to start removing statues of people that ate, ate meat? Yeah. You know, to be like, this person did loads of great things, yeah. but they did this, which was terrible. Yeah. And their point was that we should remove statues because yeah. a statue commemorates someone. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, within a book, it just remembers them. Yeah. Uh, but my, 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 what, what I think, and I, I, um, I don't know, I'm, there's no right or wrong here, yeah. but is have a statue of someone and, um, and then give the context of who they were. This is what they did. This is all the good things they did, but this is what they did, which was very bad as well. Yeah. So that when a child can look at it, they can go, this, the history is not being erased. They can see, okay, this person existed yeah. and they were a complex person. Mm-hmm. Now, their net value to the world was negative because mm-hmm. they did whatever they did. Mm-hmm. But um, instead of being like, no, like your tattoo or like a statue or like a word, remove it completely. Yeah. And then I don't think we learn, we learn from that. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of um I don't know I don't know too much about the statue thing but um I think there's a lot of how do you say like um utopian people yeah utopian yeah yeah. and everyone just wants um everything to be perfect and um I just don't I don't know like maybe because like I've experienced like a lot of the bad side of life or whatever so I don't necessarily think that utopia is anything attainable i really don't like um so i'd like i'm not sure about the statue thing probably i'm talking about something different but um do you mind me asking it and you can send me to, like yeah. you want to talk about yeah. it literally you can just say i don't want to talk yeah. about it but when you say bad stuff for life what do you mean um like when i was a teenager i was abused and then that led me on to um taking drugs and stuff which led me into like more situations where um basically i didn't care about myself because i was like i felt worthless and i felt like nobody I honestly felt like nobody would care if I didn't exist anymore so then obviously that would um 
I that's how I felt about myself so I was obviously attracting people who didn't care about me either because I was like I don't care like why would the fuck would they care and then I ended up just in like situation after situation after situation just getting like worse and worse and worse and then I got pregnant and then that was like that was when everything changed obviously when I got pregnant but um yeah so like I've experienced enough bad to know that um that exists it's out there um I saw a post um on some feminism page the other day and it was like I'll be careful what I say now I don't want to get I don't want to get cancelled but uh I'll just say it um yeah it was like a feminism page and they were like uh we don't we shouldn't have to teach our women um how not to get raped we shouldn't have to teach our daughters how not to get raped we should teach our sons not to rape and while I absolutely agree with that like I'm gonna do my best for my son to like raise him good and be like uh, this is how you treat women like don't like consent like or do consent sorry don't touch them like whatever like teach them all about consent and I'm obviously gonna have to teach him about people touching him and like whatever but um as much as I'm gonna do my job with my son I'm gonna do my best and all my friends are gonna do their best with their kids but like we have to accept as well that there are people out there that aren't gonna do that you know mm-hmm. like that's the reality and we have to accept as well that there are people that will do everything that they can but then their kids gonna grow up wired differently it's gonna be Ted freaking Bundy I don't know like you know we have to accept that as well and as much as I'm sure like when your daughter grows older you'd love to say to her like um uh men shouldn't hurt you so I'm not gonna have to teach you how to protect yourself you know you're gonna have to say you're gonna have to like um like arm her with information so she knows how to like identify any kind of like bad behavior she knows how to like handle herself in any of those situations she knows how to avoid it again if it like you know if if she gets a boyfriend when she's she's a teenager and he starts telling her what to wear he starts going through her phone he starts um trying to get her to like not hang out with her friends anymore like that kind of stuff like you're gonna have to tell her like that's bad that's abusive like no he's bad news you know so as much as it's utopian to think that like everyone's gonna grow up with like amazing parents everyone's gonna grow up um no one's gonna be an asshole there's never gonna be another murder in the world no one's gonna um deal drugs no one's gonna get like raped no one's gonna commit fraud no one's car is gonna get stolen this is utopian like that's never gonna happen and like for people to expect that everyone is gonna like reach the same level of like human decency in the world i just it's not real yeah i'm very conscious of this Mm. because I, I'm reading uh, a lot of materials now about. It's funny. I sense of rage. I feel more, pre- way more protective now that we're gonna have a daughter than a son. Yeah. I for some reason I had in my mind when Rachel was first found that she's pregnant that it was gonna be a boy. I just had yeah. it in my mind. Yeah. I don't. I didn't think about a girl. I don't mm. know why. And um, I suppose because I have initially more in common with a boy. Uh, yeah, maybe it's and, more relatable. Maybe, well, obviously like, for obvious yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah. But like. Um, <laughs> Uh, but then so now I sent to Rach last night I feel like now we're going to have a girl in like a month or it could be in a, in a week we yeah, don't know yeah. you know we're, at a, we're in a nine month period now and I feel way more protective like I mm. need to and not just physically that's kind of whatever but more like emotionally protective mm-hmm. and, and when I say protective I don't mean telling her she's always great but yeah. teaching her how to say no yeah. how to tell me when I'm wrong and yeah. be like no daddy you know um uh, uh, to have an, uh, an opinion mm-hmm. as opposed to me trying to mold her or program her too no, much yeah. and um but as well as being everything you said there mm-hmm. was so good and yeah. i will do and i will do that right yeah. but the other thing is to teach her that as you said there's going to be a ted bundy out there 
Yeah. And to like, I, so I'm going to take her jujitsu, get teach her yeah, how, yeah. how to wrestle. Yeah. And I was wrestling at Rachel the other day, but like how this basic things of uh, how you can, like if you, even if you just wrestled for six months, mm-hmm. you went once a week. Mm-hmm. If a fella who'd never trained before tried to attack you, attack you, yeah. very good chance he wouldn't have a chance. Yeah. It, it obviously depends on how big and strong he yeah. is, but like that, and not just to have the skills, but also to feel like I'm embodied. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm not just like mm-hmm. an object to be looked at. Yeah. I can actually use but my that body. Confidence kind of, that yeah. confidence, exactly. Yeah. You get from doing and I think yeah. and, and doing things. Yeah. Um, so, Kate, I'm conscious of your time. I didn't actually ask you. You've got one more question for you. Okay. Um, I don't know. Why so many tattoos? Why tattoos? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know. Like I started getting them when I was really young and then I just kept going and going and going. And then... Um, and now it's so funny because like I'm obviously really heavily tattooed, but I I can just see like where is left. All I can see is like oh I have to get my mm. the back of my leg done. I have to finish off that bit on my back and stuff. So I actually I don't know. I just um, yeah I don't know. It's uh, I know a lot of um, yogis are either like really really pro tattoos and they're like this is my temple. I'm only here for a short time. This is my impermanent vessel. I'm gonna like do whatever the fuck I want with it while I'm here. And I definitely fall in that category, obviously. And then there's like other yogis that are like, no, this pristine, perfect body, like don't fuck with it. So um, I don't know. I just I I've just got them. I think I was 14 when I got my first one. So mm. I've just kind of like snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's no there's no like I I'm not like an episode of La Inc where I have like a big sob story for. <laughs> I, like, I, 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 just, I just think they're cool <laughs> and yeah that's it yeah. they are they are yeah. very cool thank you <laughs> so Kate um, that's it. I'm going to do a little sign off now mm-hmm. that was fantastic thank, thank you, you. Um, thank you for listening or for watching um, subscribe if you are watching and uh, like um, and do other things if you <laughs> if you consume this content maybe share it with someone else um, if you have any questions let me know as, as you know movement meditation online with me it's 19 euro a month and you can do a free each trial you can even do it for six days and if you don't like it you can simply leave um <laughs> you have that freedom so um yeah thank you great <laughs>